After experiencing the transformative power of a regular meditation practice, it's natural to feel inspired to share this gift and guide others on their own journey of discovery through meditation. Join Buddhist teacher David Nickturn and Duncan Trussell, comedian and creator of the Netflix animated series The Midnight Gospel, for a free online event on Tuesday, May 7th at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. They'll discuss the profound practices of mindfulness Dharma Moon's renowned Mindfulness Meditation Teacher Training Program. Get certified by Dharma Moon to teach meditation, lead group practice sessions, and work with individual students. Visit dharmamoon.com slash beherenow for more info and to reserve your spot for the free online event with David Nickturn and Duncan Trussell. This is a, a first-time idea, really. So, the idea of this was born a few years ago. This has been gestating for gestating for a few years. So many of you don't. So most of you, or a lot of you, know who Duncan is. <laughs> who doesn't know who Duncan is? Okay. It seems like 50-50, Duncan. Not bad. <laughs> so, was it three years ago? Is it that long ago? I, I think it was a little longer than that. Really? I get a, an email from someone named Duncan Trussell, who says, I am a both a stand-up comedian in L.A., and I have a podcast, and uh, I love Ramdas. Basically, you should be doing podcasts. You have all of these great talks from Ramdas. You should just introduce them, and uh, you'll be surprised what happens next. Right? At the same time, Ramdas and I were talking about just having a chat one day, and uh, I was kind of saying, is there anything you think that we should be doing from the foundation, which is dedicated, Love, Serve, Remember Foundation, dedicated to the uh, continuation and preservation of teachings of Maharaji and Ramdas and, and other friends that we've had as part of our family for decades. And he said it would be great if this, because uh, we are obviously in this age of technology, if we can make this available in the, uh, to a, the next generation that would make me happy. And I said, well, that's exactly what I've been thinking as well. So let's see what happens. And right around there is when Duncan gave me that, uh, sent me that email. And that started a, 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 a progression of different people and lent their hands to get this, everything that Ramdas and has been representing and others of us for all of these years to make it available to the point where I was in dinner line yesterday and uh, bumped into a couple of young women and I said, how did you get here? And they went, Duncan, and uh, who had never met them and I introduced them to Duncan and then to Ramdas and I said, finally, here's living proof of the fact that this is all now getting out to a, a new generation. So 
we thank you really for wow. listening. <laughs> and uh, there is interesting parallels here that I want to bring up um, uh, related to our cultivating the courage <laughs> to love. And uh, when Ramdas first came back from India, and you talked about it yesterday, uh, about how Maharaji in that moment around your mother and the non-judgment and the unconditional love that you experienced, you were able to love yourself really for for the first time in a way that you had not before. And what my experience was after you came back from India and started uh, talking in public was a level of honesty that uh, I had not heard before from anybody and uh, a vulnerability and a sharing uh, of that vulnerability that that such a, a powerful word and full of meaning that we actually I felt like I could breathe for the first time in hearing those first talks and then hearing you in person. And uh, in a very interesting, so I want you to talk about that. And the parallel is here with Duncan when he talks, uh, when he does his podcast, what's endearing him to people is both his connection. I mean, he just doesn't stop talking about you and the teachings and so on. But it, what's endearing him is that he is not afraid to talk about his own shortcomings and so on, so people feel connected. So there is a, a wonderful connection between all those years ago all the way to this moment. But Ramdas, can you talk about vulnerability and honesty as a critical to being able to, uh, as part of this concept of courage? to be able to look at ourselves. Maharaji said to me, as I told you yesterday, love everybody. But then, uh, then he said, love everybody and tell the truth. Love everybody and tell the truth. And my life was continually white lies. For example, we at the Millbrook, we, um, no, it was Millbrook, it was Newton. Um, we had a Saturday night LSD party. And then on Wednesday, Monday, I was to lecture in, uh, at Harvard. And yet I can't 
I can't tell the students what happened. Happened. Happened on Saturday night. And to the students, I was giving them lies because I was teaching psychology. <laughs> and I knew that that was all just horrible. <laughs> horrible. And I was just fitting in to my life, not making waves. And lies, 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 lies. That airplane is my karma because the years I, when my little plane, I stalled and acrobatics over a residential area. <laughs> now that ah, <laughs> and you were on acid too. Yes. <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> it's a, it's a lie. Ah. <laughs> When I came back from India, I met, I had met Maharaji. And I come back to the West. And Maharaji was a, a jewel that I had, a jewel to share, share. And you know, I remember um, I, the Maharajis don't tell anybody. But then I couldn't, I couldn't not tell everybody because it was, this was, there, this was, to my thinking, he was an evolution 
for mankind. And yet we were Einstein and Lincoln, but we didn't, we didn't know the real thing, the real thing, the, the real And I wanted to tell, tell it as purely as I could, purely as I could, that every, every ash in my body all of it because when I came to Maharaji I, w I was a Buddhist jeez <laughs> and I wanted only you know Those Hindus, my God, they they allowed music from and poster art. <laughs> and uh, so many god and goddesses and stones that represented uh, and here I was a Jew and you know we don't have stones in the Bible we don't have stones <laughs> uh, craving images yeah and And yet I wanted to instead, uh, I, I wanted to tell the audience what I had going and the Land Rover and all of that stuff. And I wanted, didn't want to go guru and Maharaji, I don't know, he was a, a, an interesting man. and. But then I came to I came to him and his love and his love for me. All my Meshuggana stuff. That's Sanskrit. <laughs> but when Raghu was talking about those days, I couldn't stop 
stop speaking truth. I couldn't stop because the the subject matter demanded it. <laughs> demanded it. Those days, everybody was turned on by that 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 message, and people would say to me. You, you're, you're truthful. It's we, we can't. It's just. I had been in a village. Village in India. Where people. Were. Were identifying with their souls and then their roles are yeah. and then they came back from back from india and came back and boy new york i was rolls 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 and in rolls Everything, everybody can work with the truth. But one, once you start to go over the edge of, into states of consciousness, So where you come to come to soul land. Truth gets you so close to God. So close to God. But then they'd say, oh, you're so wonderful, you truth. And I, I wanted to stop, stop, stop feeding my in my ego. Don't give me no, no that that thing. And every time I spoke truth, it it, it lit the spark, and that spark. Everybody gets like that. Truth lights that spark. What strikes me is from being in that audience way back when was, and I think of it now, and you mentioned it, is the caring that, that you cared. You were able to tell the truth. You cared so much and the courage to care in this case came from that experience with Maharaji and we felt that and we were lit up absolutely lit up so that caring coming from there I think that's a big deal related to courage and uh, so yes please can I tell the truth 
real quick? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't go too far now. True. Uh, I am terrified of you. That's the truth. I, oh, okay. I, I, as, as I've, you know, you invited me to do yeah. this, to come here and do this many, many months ago. And uh, I've been nervous ever since. And, you know, yesterday you said that you don't have any... <laughs> I know! <laughs> yesterday you said you, you don't have any regrets in life. And I was thinking, well, he's about to have one, letting me be up here on stage. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I was thinking, uh, you know, as I was thinking about this, about being up here with you and getting to chat with you and Raghu, I realized that the way I feel about you is the exact way that I feel about love, which is that it's terrifying. I don't feel like I deserve it, but I desperately want it in my life. And I think that's the way that I feel about you, Ram Dass. <laughs> so, uh, one question that uh, I had for you, and by the way, I've been torturing my girlfriend saying, well, what about this question for him? She's like, no, no, don't ask him that. That's ridiculous. The question is, <laughs> how do we love the part of ourselves that hates ourselves? How do we love the part of ourselves that says to us in the midst of the great mushroom trip where the universe is saying to you, I love you, I love you, I love you. And you say to the universe, you couldn't possibly love me. No, no. You're in a sort of boxing match with love. How do you love that resisting part of yourself? How do you let yourself love that thing which seems to be creating a barrier between suffering and grace? Well, uh, that thing is, is a thought. Is a, a thought. I'm unlovable, or any, anything around. And when I, my, my thinking apparatus spews out thoughts, uh, they'll get thought, one, I'm, I'm not worthy. When I when I do these this kind of thing, that thought is, what am I doing here? That's the first thought that I can't. What am I doing here? And then they say, well, let me find out. So. 
Now this is a, it's a little, a little complicated, but I, I, I'm finding out going, but that isn't, I down here. And then the, the soul witnesses the incarnation and witnesses your thoughts. So it's you're witnessing the thought, the thought from the, from from the soul. That thought is not going to get me to God. And then from from my from my soul I I love that thought. I love that thought. I mean that's that's a yeah. I love that. I love that thought. And then if it's a real bad thought, I love it to death. <laughs> cool. Is that it's wonderful? Thank you. Meanwhile, you can get up on your podcasts and you're speaking to your audience, which is considerable. And they have a, a certain level of trust with you. So there's a place where that trust has to be with yourself as well. Let's talk about how you, that trust, talk about trust. Trust? You, yeah. Well, you know, that's a, um, that's another thing, you know, I, this story, the beautiful story of you meeting Maharaji. And the uh, one of the first things, if not the very first thing he said to you, was he asked you for that Land Rover. Uh, and I think about that all the time. <laughs> because as far as I'm aware, you never say if you actually gave it to him or not. Did you did you give him the car? <laughs> no, it was I was just uh, caretaking for that car for a, a, another uh, friend, uh, and so I. So the fellow who who I was with who brought me to Maharaji. When Maharaji said, could I have the Land Rover? This fellow jumped up and said, you can have it, Maharaji. And I, I fumed, I fumed. I was, there's taking David's car. Oh, Jesus. 
this is going to be bad. And, uh, now, the thing that Maharaji said, meditate in at the temple. And I was just meditating in the temple for a long period. And um, I, I was in the temple and there was a cook and there was a pujari in the temple and me. And they spoke only Hindi and I didn't speak Hindi. And I was just really meditating. And I was, I heard a commotion outside and I looked in the window and there was my, the fellow, he was, he was driving the Land Rover and Maharaji was in it. <laughs> <laughs> He got the car. Then. He, got, cool. he got the car. <laughs> well, the, 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 to answer your question, uh, I think about this, the trust. And I think about the trust it must have taken you to uh, surrender completely to Maharaji. Oh. I think about that leap of faith. To me, that seems like you had to take this dive into a singularity where you don't know what's going to happen after you make that jump. And I feel as though I'm perpetually on the precipice of making that jump. That idea of diving into whatever that is, and, and people like you, the mystics, they say this is a notion of love jump in it it's so wonderful it's so wonderful but for people like us the neurotics we <laughs> we 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 make a house on the very edge of the diving board and we <laughs> and that's where we spend our lives listening to people like you call down call up from the ocean saying i'm not kidding it's great take the jump so <clears throat> The trust is a is an issue for me, you know, because I, I think that that you, you're inviting all of us in a certain way to die. And it's a it's a terrifying thing. And I always wonder about what was the last thought in your mind before you took that leap? What was that final thought before you dove into that seat? Well, <laughs> funny that you should choose that metaphor um internally i am ego one level like this level and then the soul level and then the one level and now in my inner blob I went went to go from soul level to one, which the way he he is. 
Now, uh, uh, that, that metaphor, you go up to hop on the beach, you go to the ocean, and then you put your shoes down because they're, they're going to get wet. And then you're going to put an ego down. That That's going to be probably wet. <laughs> and then you're going to dive. That metaphor makes the thing I'm so diving. Wow. Oh, but I can't in in that metaphor I can't so I go I say you go from soul to to one the the veil is the is thin veil thin veil and you go to through the veil and I figured aha thin veil and I have to go, yeah. and it reminded me of our psychedelic uh, history. And I go from one plane to another plane to another plane which many of us have that uh, uh, go into astral plane and soul plane and what. So the planes, between the planes is film, film, film. It's, not, it's nice, it's nice. And I've got now the another image that these these planes these I'm talking three planes there are more than there are many planes but the ego plane the soul plane which is individual souls and then the one plane and these are coming that's what from ego if you look at the, us when we get to the inner inner consciousness which one we call I, that's the one, that's the one. And then the one, the, the energy and the, and the love and the light from the one goes down through the soul to the ego, 
goes goes that way. And we are in it all, we're in all those, we're in all those planes. We're in a, uh, we are in all those planes, every one of us. So when somebody says, like some person gets, finds themselves in the one plane, interpret it the wrong way. Uh, I want to give you the little story. My brother thought he was Christ. And as Christ, he stole a, a car. <laughs> And uh, they put him away. Uh, who, my father put him away. And so I came to visit him in the mental hospital. And he said, I want to tell you something here this is funny the, the the mental hospital my brother is in a a, a navy uh, suit tie and stuff I'm beads and I I'm Alfie which is which is um, a piece of cloth um, like a, a mau 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 you know mumu <laughs> and uh so i come into the hospital and we stand in the hallway and he says i i want to tell you something i'm not telling mum but i'll tell you and he said, I'm the Christ. And I said, well, so am I. <laughs> and he said, no, you don't understand. That was his paranoia that he was crapped in. The, 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 the inside, he was interpreting that only he, he was the one Every one of us, all of these planes of consciousness. Uh, 
So all I have to do is close my eyes or or sing to Ram. And I'll I'll get to the the point inside. Doesn't take big jump. All of us can do it. All of us can do it. Am I making myself clear? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> it connects with the points of practice, creating pathways, and an hour. Certainly, what we were given in India was the repetition of the name, and particularly the Hanuman Chalisa, which incredibly has spread throughout this country. Many, many, many people now know it, and it's very difficult, as you know. So uh, I think that that, uh, that alongside of a basic trust in our experience, and, and for me, it, I go back to the very beginning of, of sitting in a talk and uh, hearing Ramdas talk about his experience in India with Maharaji, but it wasn't. It was in between the words that the trust happened, and I felt connected in a way that I didn't even. I couldn't understand intellectually. Uh, the closest I could get to it was a psychedelic experience because that was beyond thinking, um, and that's why I'm saying you absolutely have that trust because I heard it when you first got in touch with me. Basically, it was the same thing that I had. It was the love of uh, Ramdas and what that energy. And I did the same thing you did, which is really funny. I had uh, you know, a 50,000 watt rock, uh, rock and roll station that I, I took the first lecture I had, I put it right up there and the switchboard lit up. People went crazy. And then I just kept putting it out. You're, every podcast, you're not everyone, I'm sure. But a lot of them, you are engaging your uh, audience that way. So you have that basic trust. That actually, what you're saying, talk, well, that thing where, you know, why did I email you? Was it yeah. trust? Oh, I wish it were something as noble as trust. It was pure abject depression. I was in a basement. I was uh, a basement. It, it, literally in a basement. I was, you know, in the end of a relationship. She was living upstairs. I was living in the basement, playing video games and smoking marijuana nonstop, just trying to forget everything. And I'm sitting there in this miasma, uh, just sick. And I thought, uh, you know what? I'm just going to email Ramdas and see if he needs any help. <laughs> I, I can help it all. <laughs> uh, but it wasn't. Well, I, I don't have any pot. <laughs> I don't believe you. 
<laughs> but when you consider, you know, what, what, what really made me do that, uh, I don't know. And that, and that brings me to, to a question that I had for Ramdas, which is, um, you know, you, you wrote Be Here Now. And that book is kind of the opposite of an atomic bomb. It exploded into our culture. And so many people I've spoken with have said that that is the spark that set them on their spiritual path. And we, I don't think that you can calculate how many lives have been changed from the courage you had to come back to the United States, wear a muumuu, and write that book. We, but now the book is just shows how how that courage comes. When I come over from India, um, said goodbye to Maharaji, to uh, then was going to go. Um, he said I should stay in the West for two years. He told me my name was Ramdas. Yeah, and. He told me, I have an Ashurbad for your book. Ashurbad means blessing. And I said, what book? <laughs> and I came back to New York. And I went to me to uh, to the publishers and tried to say, I, uh, I I'm I'm writing a book about India. And they weren't buying it for me or anything. And I, I so I thought, well, that that isn't his book. That isn't his book. That must not be the book. He... So then, around, then people like him came up. The lectures in New York and Wesleyan and in Pennsylvania, and. They all said, oh, that, oh, that, wow, maybe we, and uh, there was a woman in the audience, in the audience, she was a uh, court stenographer, and she wanted, she was writing my message. She just did it for just this. And then she came to me and said, what do I, it was all typed, it typed. Uh, and, and 
big stack of stack of papers. She said, what should I do with them? I said, well, put it in the trunk of my car. So she put it in the trunk of my car and I, I had um, a gig, a gig out at uh, Esalen. So I crossed the country and I got to Esalen and they said, well, you want to sleep with somewhere? This is um, he, uh, live trough. They have a room, live troughs. So this fellow, live trough, he goes to take my bag out of the back of the car. And she, he says, what is that? And I said, well, a woman to try, da, 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 da. He said, well, gee, I'm a writer, but he was the gardener at at Esalen, but he was a writer, a writer. And he said, I'd like to take a look at that. So he, he, he looked. I I marked it. Uh, I marked it. Good stories and that really good stories. Okay. So n- now I was traveling to uh, Lama Foundation in New Mexico. And it's a wonderful, wonderful foundation, and it's uh, it's up in the mountains. And uh, Sufi Sam is buried there, and it's been he they've been American Indian uh, vice to this. And um, when I got up there, uh, Steve, who was who uh, who ran Lama, he was picking my bag out, and he said, "What's that?" <laughs> and I that uh, 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 that's Maharaji. And they had, I don't know, five or seven, five or six artists staying there, staying there. And while we were every supper, supper, we'd read the story. And an artist said, "I'll take that one. I'll take that one. I'll take that one." And that was the that that's the beginning of it. So cool. And who and who's who, who wrote it? You know. <laughs> I want to switch gears a little bit uh, and talk about uh, 
what I think is really important relative to our subject matter, courage, cultivation of, and that is uh, service. And I want you, you to tell the story of how you thought one day, I've got to do something. I've got to take a little bit of social action feeding people. The backpack thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, well, this is actually a, happened because of Twitter. Uh, somebody tweeted this link to a, um, to a, it, it was just a, a, a couple, sweet couple, and they were saying, here's something you can do uh, if you want to, which is you, you get a backpack and uh, you go to the grocery store and you, you put into the backpack the stuff that you would like to have in a backpack if you were homeless. And so you put this stuff into the backpack, toothpaste, uh, whatever you want. It doesn't have to be like, you know, anything noble. You can put a, a magazine or something, you know, whatever you want, anything you want. Good music if you wanted, something to listen to, to, to it with too, hopefully. But you put whatever you want into this backpack, you pick the budget that you want, and you get a bunch of these backpacks and um, put them in the trunk of your car so that when you're driving around, if you pass somebody who's on the street, you just stop the car and you give them this backpack. And uh, I remember seeing that YouTube video and thinking, wow, that's crazy. That is crazy. What if I actually did that? Like, how weird would that be if I did that? Instead of just watching videos and like on to the next video of possible good things I could do in the world. <laughs> been looking at those videos for years so i went and uh i got i got one of these backpacks I, I filled up a backpack with stuff peanut butter just various things and it's really transforms your day or whatever you're doing you know because most of the time when i'm driving around i'm trying to get from point a to point b to serve myself for some reason. You know, I'm going to get a coffee or I'm going to do some kind of work. I'm going to do something. But if suddenly your whole life you've been going from point A to point B to do something for yourself and you're going from point A to point B to do something for somebody else, you are in a different universe. That's a different plane altogether. Everything changes immediately in the most drastic way. It was really if this probably just illuminates how selfish I am because this is like a brand new feeling for me. But, uh, you know, I remember seeing this guy on, on the street and he's, and, and he's like obviously homeless. And so I stop my car, I get the backpack and I'm walking behind a businessman who's got an empty Starbucks cup with just some ice in it. I'm walking behind this businessman and he, walks by this homeless guy and literally shoves an empty Starbucks cup into the guy's hand and just keeps walking. And I'm thinking, I just witnessed Satan. My God, it's actually real. There's evil in the world. Like people really do that. Uh, and so right after this guy shoves this cup into his hand, I get to give him a backpack filled with food, filled with stuff, you know? And because you see the look on his face just... This was probably the seventh businessman that given him an empty cup that day. You could see how depressing it was. You give him a backpack and I walked, I don't, didn't even know where I was going. I just feel so weird to do this stuff. I, I walked away and then as I'm walking back, he's eating and he's feeding a peanut butter to the dog, to his dog and the dog's tail is wagging and the, 
It's just this beautiful day. And it's like, this is paradise. Like my, my universe just turned into heaven in this one flickering moment. And, uh, I think that, uh, what's really interesting about it. And I guess this is, I hope this is why you're asking me the question is the, where I learned to do that is from the internet. You know, that came from the internet, you know, that came from the internet. And, uh, what's really exciting about what you've done, Ramdas and, uh, Maharaji and the thing that really blows my mind is that uh this this man in a blanket in the Kanchi Valley, right? Kinchi Valley. Which to me I don't I don't know where that is, but this man in a blanket <laughs> <laughs> comes into contact with you, tells you keep your mouth shut, don't tell anybody. You come to the United States and tell everybody, and now technology is amplifying what you're doing so that this human has created a, a ripple that is not just echoing, but is amplifying itself. It's exponentially amplifying itself and instantaneously spreading uh, around the planet, which to me is pretty mind-blowing to think that it all started with an Indian man telling a Jew to keep a secret. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> that wasn't quite what I had in mind. <laughs> I, I was thinking about what you, you started out great on that one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You stop being the self-referential stuff, kind of stopped in your right. That's what I was getting at. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I want to read something. I I found something from someone very close to Ramdas and many of us who Ramdas has done a lot of work with. His name is Stephen Levine. And uh, it's, this, it's a poetry book that he's done called Breaking the Drought, which is fantastic, by the way. Um, and this one particular uh, poem that really struck me because it's, it seems to be uh, really directly related with uh, Roshi's subject here, courage to love and uh, I'd just like to read it it's very brief it's called if prayer would do it if prayer would do it I'd pray if reading esteemed thinkers would do it I'd be halfway through the patriarchs if discourse would do it I'd be sitting with His Holiness every moment He has free. If contemplation would do it, I'd have translated the periodic table to hermit poems, converting matter to spirit. If even fighting would do it, I'd already be a black belt. If anything other than love could do it, I've done it already and left the hardest 
for last. Isn't that great? Beautiful. And, and really that uh, people, uh, I remember Sharon Salzberg being here once and talking about love and, and she said, yeah, people think that's a weak thing. You know, and they have the relationship that many people have to love as something that is lesser than power, for sure, in this culture. So I love this poem. I got yes. a love. Can I read a poem? Yes. I have a love poem I wanted to read to your own. Absolutely. Um, I have it on my phone here. I didn't write it. My God, that'd be embarrassing if I did. Um, this is a poem. This reminds me of you. It's called The Word. It's by Tony Hoagland. One of my friends is an English professor, so he sent me this. I wish I was someone who had like a reservoir of poetry that I could draw from. Down near the bottom of the crossed out list of things you have to do today, between green thread and broccoli, you find that you have penciled sunlight. Resting on the page, the word is beautiful. It touches you as if you had a friend. And sunlight were a present he had sent from someplace distant as this morning to cheer you up. And to remind you that among your duties, pleasure is a thing that also needs accomplishing. Do you remember that time and light are kinds of love? And love is no less practical than a coffee grinder or a safe spare tire. Tomorrow... You may be utterly without a clue, but today you get a telegram from the heart in exile proclaiming that the kingdom still exists, the king and queen alive still speaking to their children, to anyone among them who can find the time to sit out in the sun and listen. Lovely. That's nice. That's nice. Thanks. At this point, I'd like to prevail upon you, Ramdas, to uh, lead us in a meditation on love. So we leave it with you, please. <clears throat> we are immersed in love. Outside and inside. And you can radiate love from your inside. 
to all of us, to the planet, to the universe. Every one of us counts in this effort. The love inside is radiated outside. Love yourself. And love the universe. the one inside of all of us is love. We each translate it, translate that love according to our lives.
no matter how thick is the filter of your karma. You radiate the love of the one. And now, let us, a group effort to love our planet, And then now you're now we are. We are love itself. We are love. We are. We are love. We are love. We are love. We are love. 
be love. Be love. Namaste.